Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. That's cute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, I'm with the seasoned pro, and the, like the lengths that I've gone through to get Jackie on the show at this point, like it, it, Glams, you know this. Last week we didn't have any episodes. That's because I was like basically on my deathbed. I had no voice. I was extremely sick. All I have to say is wash your hands, wear a mask, and be kind to other people. That's what got me to this point where I actually have a voice, and I can interview the Jackie Johnson, who is our co-host today. Because as you guys very well know, Sarah is on mat leave. She had a little baby and she's taking good care of him. So Jackie, welcome to Los Angeles. I am so happy to be here. Finally, the Johnson sisters <laughs> unite on the mic. The heirs to Johnson & Johnson. Yes, here are... we are. The two most wealthy heiresses in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So for anyone who does not know the Jackie Johnson, like this is veteran podcaster Jackie Johnson. Okay. And we are not related. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, yeah. It's, we might be. We are but absolutely we don't know. not related. Yeah. I wish in my wildest dreams. But Jackie, she is a heralded comedian, actress. She's founder of the award winning Natch Butte, which, by the way, you won an award. After you ended your podcast. Yes, posthumously. Incredible way to go yeah. out. Yep. It was sort of like Heath Ledger and the Joker. They were like, we need to honor this in a way. So I'll take it. Amen. Amen. So this, her podcast was iconic. I loved it so much. It came to a close last December. And Jackie has been described as a vixen and hilarious by the masses, which I personally agree with. She is a self-proclaimed kooky aunt. Uh, she's from Texas, like yours truly. We have so much in common. This is why I, I know. I'm so excited to have you it's on. It's wild. But yes. Jackie is joining us to fill in while Sarah is out, like I said. And um, I mean, truth be told, Sarah and I wanted you on the podcast like long before she was out on mat leave. So the fact that this is finally happening, I'm so excited because you're so funny. You're so smart. And I just love you. I like I, I, I'm like, don't end the podcast. I, I need you. To, I need to hear you like on a regular basis. I need your voice. You know what? Listen, call me up or I'll send you voice memos, <laughs> whatever you need. There's so many hours of me talking in the ether. I, I feel like you're good. You know, like just hit True. that replay button, sweetie. They're all up. Right. The Natch Wait, are you still are getting still advertising money from Natch? Yeah, I got like 200 bucks last month, you know. Nice. <laughs> Residuals. Honey, <laughs> okay. Mailbox money. <laughs> I have mailbox money. Okay, Jackie, we kick off every episode with what's on your face. I want to know. Oh, my God. Tell me all of the things, oh, please. Oh, I'm aroused. I've wanted, to, I've wanted to be asked this for years. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let me start. Okay. 
Okay. Osea Sea Minerals Mist. Osea Hyaluronic Serum. Yes. And then I just got a new product and I am obsuhihoost. <laughs> and I went to the Credo Beauty opening uh, on Larchmont for all the LA girlies. They wow. now have a store on Larchmont and it is so curated and aesthetic in there and so immaculate to say to be young. It's so good in there. And I just said, I'm going to just gravitate towards packaging. I'm going to pull like a millennial move. I'm just going to. And there's this brand called Bloom Effects. I don't know if you've heard of them. I have. You have. Of course. Of course. I could never stump the queen. I believe there's this trip that a lot of beauty editors go <gasps> on to the Netherlands oh, yes, to like yes. see the tulips the tulip or fields. Yes. yes. And it's like the Bloom Effects trip. And I've always been like, damn. How do I get on that trip? But okay. yes, it's like a rite of passage. People okay. go on this trip. That's I'm manifesting it. it for us next Please. year, this Johnson summer, whatever. Johnson. Call us up, the Johnson & Johnson scissors. So this brand is not new, but it's new to me. I got two of their products based literally on just the vibe of the package. But <laughs> I got the Tulip Dew Sunscreen Serum, which is incredible. Okay. It's very similar to, uh, what's the Ilia? The Ilia skin tint. Okay. It's like a fluid, but it just, I mean, you can see my skin. It's like, I don't have any foundation on. I don't have any. Girl. It's just dewy, lovely, just really nourishing. But the other product is that I got of theirs is their um, moisturizer, which is, it's called the Royal Tulip Moisturizing Nectar. Okay. Ooh, ooh nectar. I know. And it's like a Neosporin. It's like a thick <gasps> ointment. But it says on there, ointment to serum. So as soon as you put it on your face, it melts into a serum and it leaves you like dewy and like snatched. Wait, Jackie, I die that you compared the consistency to Neosporin. Yeah. This is this has to be a Texas thing because yeah. I feel like most people would be like, oh, it has like the consistency, consistency of like an aquaphor. You're like, no. No. Neosporin. Neosporin. Yep. Yeah, they put it all over me as a kid. Maybe it's a Same. 90s kid thing. I don't know. Right. It was like rub Same. some Neosporin on it, whatever ails you. Same. My mother. It was yeah. just like, oh, throw Neosporin on there. Okay, that's yes. amazing. Is the sunscreen, so when you're talking about the, the sunscreen and it's a fluid, does it have a tint mm -hmm. to it? Very, very light, but I okay. think that's just, uh, I think it's, I don't, it's, I would say no, but it does have a tiny bit of one. Like at the bottom of my little jar, I see a little bit of pigment in there. Okay, okay. So I bet it's probably, it's quote unquote tinted to counteract yes. the mineral sunscreens. Exactly, so it doesn't look yes. white. Okay. Yes. Wow. I love this. I want it's to try so, this. It's super, apparently it's for really sensitive skin, which I don't have, but I am still a nurse. I'm a nursing mother. Yes. So I'm just being real natch right now, but it's super gentle, really sensitive for sensitive skin, but it's, there's no scent or anything, but like it's luxurious and I'm so pleased with it. Your skin looks so good. There's no, I don't have any foundation on. You're like luminous. That's it. That's the tulip do. Take us on the trip. Wow. We're waiting, Bloom Effects. We're waiting. We're here, right here waiting for you, Bloom Effects. Yes. So you are known to love Osea. 
Like you love Osea. Yes. You and Osea yes, hand in yes, hand. Yes, yes, yes. We're simpatico. Yes. Tell the people, because this is admittedly a brand that Sarah and I do like. We don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. Not because we, yeah. we don't like dislike it or anything. We just, I feel like we don't get a lot of time with this brand a mm-hmm. lot of times. Mm-hmm. Tell the people why you love Osea. Like what, what is it about the well, brand? The first, I'll be dead as honest and say that the reason I even got on the, the radar is because event they reached out to me at one point and sent me free shit, and that got me on them. Right. But then throughout that, it's a woman-owned brand, and the founder is this goddess. She's this sea goddess, and her daughters and her run the company, and it's just, they're fabulous people, and the story of the brand is wonderful. Basically, the ocean was a very healing source for her her whole life and throughout her whole family, and it's a very just sustainable, eco-friendly, luxurious brand, and they're just super thoughtful, and and I just, I've had great results with their products. That's really it. The, they have a very glass bottle luxury vibe, and that is cute and yeah but but it really just comes down to I get really good results with our products and I really love the brand and and the ethos of the brand right would you say this is an LA brand because I feel yes. like this is a brand that we know about and talk about a lot but I feel like the general pub maybe yes. is kind of like wait what is this they're based in Malibu they have a they have a skincare store in Venice where you can get facials and they are fabby fabby fab Ooh, I want a facial there yes honey uh, I can I can set some emails up Hook it okay up, honey Hook it up please so yeah it isn't it is a, but they're all over the place they're in spas all over the world and they're their seaweed is sourced from Patagonia and they they source it in a completely sustainable way they basically dive down there and just cut it and then it regrows so they don't damage the planet at all love that for, to source their ingredients and listen to that episode of Nash Butte but they're fabulous yes, they're a great we'll company link it. yes we're and, gonna link it and they are just great and oh I have their ocean eyes product on too which if anything's named after a Billie Eilish song I'm obviously gonna use it <laughs> so right. I have that on too so okay we have your skincare are there any makeup products that you are gravitating towards normally at this time of day miss kirby i have no i'm just a natch girl but because i was going to be seeing the queen i did a little (laughs) something and i just have three things on i am a greeny cleany girly i know that's not really your vibe but i do my best so i have tart shape tape which is not technically clean but honey i can't find anything that covers up these damn eye bags like the tart and i know i'm 2016 i can't stop using it okay i'm a tart shape tape girly for life it works it works and if it ain't broke don't fix it tart really delivers on staples and 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 my i routine. can't i've tried so many concealers and my thing with tart shape tape is that it goes on it does a really thick layer of coverage and it doesn't crack it doesn't crease it doesn't move around it's the only one i've tried that doesn't seep deeply into my eye bag circles and like go hi after like 30 minutes right covers that shit up if i ever need to hide a body i'm getting out my tart shape tape okay i'm swiping it it's it's i I love it and what else do i have on a little merit beauty lipped uh, cheek tint in beverly hills sarah's a big fan of merit I love it. It's easy and fast. That's why. Because, honey, she's got two kids now. So you do one swipe on the cheek, one swipe on the lip, and one swipe on my eye. And it just gives, like, a pretty mauve look. Beverly Hills is the shade? 
Yes, Beverly Hills. I've got Malibu. I'm repping Beverly Hills. L.A., baby. I'm in, I'm in Pasadena. We need some colors. But anyway, um, and then I have my Thrive Mascara, which I can't stop using. That's an excellent mascara. I rub my face I, all day. I cry all day because I have a baby and, like, he's so precious and, like, whatever. I need mascara that's not going to smudge off my damn face. And it works great and doesn't smudge off my face. It actually is kind of hard to get off like at the end of the night I'm like scrubbing my damn eyeballs like but I need that so that's all I got that's what you have to do I mean first of all beautiful face beautiful mug we love we love your Rex but also I feel like people you have to take everything like with expectations like if you want your mascara to stay on your eyeball if you want it to keep your lashes curled it's yes. probably going to take a little extra love to get off of your face yes. at night. Like, that's just yes. what you have to do, you know? Yes. That is... It's not magic. Exactly. You have to give and take where you're willing. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Okay. J- Jackie, let's just get into it. So I've been wanting to ask you these questions. <laughs> I know you're going to have to answer. It is so fun to get interviewed by literally, like, the best beauty journalist in the world like I'm so excited because I've been asking these questions to people for five years and I'm like I'm like so honored right now girl I'm I've been I know you're gonna deliver so hard on these I'm so excited so Jackie like you're a comedian you're so effing funny like you're just naturally it's it's a gift and we worked on a show together which R.I.P. It only aired three yeah. episodes or something. Oh, okay. Mm. Did you know this? No. I, okay. I should have kept better track of it. So T3 did this branded series. And I talked about this with someone else at some point. But they wanted us to do very similarly to Girl Code, I Love the 80s, mm-hmm. I Love the 90s. Mm-hmm. But it was about hair. And it was called I Hair You. Oh, I was talking about this with David Lopez. And- the, the host. We delivered, by the way. Like, we did our job. We did. We 100% delivered. And I was, I was like, an addition, like, as a beauty expert, not even a comedian, because everybody else was a comedian. So I felt extremely out of place. But then I saw Jackie was there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have someone to, like, vibe with. Thank God. Yes. So, but Jackie, like, stole the show. She was, like, by far and away, like, the funniest person and totally killed it. It's really upsetting that they did not release the rest of the episodes. <laughs> I wonder so why. Good. I know. I maybe why. just didn't like it just flopped so hard that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard when brands make content. Yeah. Yeah. So as a comedian, though, I mean, yeah, your trajectory through the comedian ranks here in Los Angeles is like enough to give people trauma for years to come. Right. Like you've been through it. Like you've been everywhere. You've performed. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. But have you learned anything beauty wise? Like, are there any rules or like social norms that you are supposed to abide by as a comedian and did you break those or like were you hesitant at first I want to know all about the inner workings of the comedian scene here in LA yeah what a fab question when I first started at Upright Citizens Brigade I was I was not the first generation of students I was probably like the second wave of students at the LA school so the people teaching us were actually the underlings of the UCB four, one of which is Amy Poehler. So one of my teachers was, was taught by Amy Poehler. Wow. And she was a real mentor to me and really took a liking to me and really encouraged me. And one thing that she did say to our class, and we did a lot of like female only workshops and things like, she said like, be careful with your beauty because 
You don't want to be too glam up there. You don't want to distract. So just make it, you know, make a choice with that. But she was basically saying, be plain. And I think over the years, that advice went out the window. This was because things changed. Right. And I think a lot of us came into our beauty and realized our beauty shines and whatever we decide to do with our beauty is actually what makes us different and unique as a comedian. So that advice, I I do feel it was, it was given in a nice way. Like it was trying to be helpful, but that went out the window because I think now of like the funniest women I know, and they're all Gorginas. I just think like, look at SNL, look at Ego Wodum, look at Heidi Gardner. I mean, these are stunners. These are Gorginas. Look at some of the you know, Otsuko Okatsuka, Naomi Paragon, Eliza Schlesinger. Like these are like huge standups that are just so gorge and like really embracing their beauty and, and, and their skincare and their outfit. Like look at Natasha Legero, like one of my favorite yes. standups. Like just, she's all about the glam. So that's something that I feel just, you have to own whatever makes you your confident, most beautiful self. But I will say you have to be willing to be silly. And sometimes that can translate into quote unquote ugly, meaning making silly faces or moving your body. Like You can't be concerned about, oh, I don't want to not look pretty. You have to just be you and just flail about and make it your own. And so I try to kind of toe that line. I can be glam, but I can also hunch over and slack my jaw and like act like a fool, you know? Yeah, you can you can wear breast pumps and yes, run around yes. on stage and twirl and do yes. all of the things. Do everything. From there, has a comedian ever taught you a really good beauty tip that you never thought of before? You know, no, it's actually the reverse. You're teaching everyone. I came onto the scene. I came onto the alt comedy scene. I was the first. This should be on my Wikipedia if somebody wants to edit it. I was the first comedian to get gel manicures. The first, like literally the first one. (laughs) I rolled into UCB. I want to say this was 2009. And I had just gotten one and nobody knew what they were yet. And I was telling everyone about them. I'm also an expert on putting on false eyelashes. And I realized that a lot of women don't know how or didn't know how. I learned from my mother doing pageants and things as a child. So they would line up and I would be putting lashes on every single woman before she went on stage. I would I did in my sorority house as well. Like, right. So, honey, no, reverse. I'm the one. I'm the one showing everybody. You're the influencer, JJ. You're Pretty the influencer. <laughs> Have you ever struggled with your confidence? When I see a stand-up comedian or I see anybody doing improv, I am in utter awe because I just think I would be freaking the hell out. Like, I do not know how they they put themselves out there on this level to try to make people laugh. Yeah. What happens when there's no laughs? Yeah. That seems like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not fun. I feel like confidence is a big part of that. But also vulnerability is a big part of that. How do you bring those two together? Well, a lot of it is fake it till you make it. The first rule of improv is whatever is happening, you own it and commit to it. So if you walk up on the stage and your partner goes, doctor, blah, 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 all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm a fucking doctor. How would a doctor act? A doctor wouldn't be scared. A doctor would, you know. And so you just have to pretend that everything's fine. And fake it and again that's why I think a lot of improvisers are scammers and a lot of them are like (laughs) (laughs) 
I only say that because I was married to one and, you know, it didn't work out. So there are some, you know, it is a skill to pretend that you're fine and everything's okay. Inner work confidence, honey, that's therapy. That's finding a skill, really becoming confident in yourself through things that make you shine and feel good about yourself. And that's all self-work. So if that's what your issue is, honey, everybody go do that. Okay. So on the note of making, you know, like letting yourself shine in a different way, is there one product that you always use on stage to keep you from looking shiny or do you want to look shiny? Oh, well, I don't have a real problem with that. I don't, I'm not a setting powder girly. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky in the fact that I don't sweat. My makeup stays really well. So I would say the opposite. I love, do you know Aether Beauty? Yeah. Yes. Her highlighters are my absolute favorite. I have every single one. She makes this oil, desert illuminating oil, something like that. And it literally is like sparkle oil. And I put it in my foundation sometimes, or I put it above one time. The other day I put way too much. And I was like, I literally was a a glitter face. And I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to leave like this. And I came out and my husband was like, wow, your face, like you kind of look like Ed Cullen. Like you're, it's giving, it's giving Twilight. Isn't that his name? Yes. but I love that you called him Ed. Ed, you know, my (laughs) friend Ed. It was very sparkly, but I said, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So, honey, we like to shine. That that's like the complete opposite for me. I I need to be yeah. I need to be toned down, matted out. Let's talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is Texas. Yes, love Texas, hate Texas. Yep. You know, it's yep. push yep. and pull. Mm-hmm. What were your be- earliest beauty ideals? The bigger the hair, the closer to God. Like my mom is a hot roll queen to this day the aquanet, the picking of the back combing. I have photos of me with like gigantic hair, gigantic 90s hair. So that was definitely something. I would say that and a lash and a lip. Done. Were you in pageants? Yes. As a young kid? Like as a child? Yeah. Were you, did you have to wear the flippers? The teeth? The fake teeth? No. Oh, no. Like the thing that people do now is like when the little kids lose their teeth, they have these little flippers that they put in there to oh make them God. look like they have veneers. Oh, that makes me sad. I know. It's it's deeply, deeply upsetting. We luckily, so I had a pageant coach who her granddaughter was like the Jean Bonnet, like the star. And we were really good friends, but I was more of a singer. I sang, and so they put me in pageants to showcase my singing. It wasn't necessarily, I wasn't, I was more like Little Miss Sunshine, kind of like the one in the corner that didn't have any help. Right. And so luckily, I didn't have to get into all that. Okay. But my mom did nair my mustache and my eyebrows when I was like seven or eight, and that's not okay. Like looking back now as a mother myself, I'm like, that was not okay. But you know, it was a different time. It was a different time, and my brows were very large. So she did what needed to be done. I, You know, she did her best. Were you a cheerleader? No. Okay, not a cheerleader, but no. in a sorority. Yes. So I was the cheerleader. I wasn't mm-hmm. the pageant girl. I was the cheerleader. Yep, yep. Hairspray, very important. Mm-hmm. Not even a sprig of a hair could be yes. out of place. Yes, like yes. It, it, a no, helmet. Right, exactly. Yes. Hard. Hard. Yes, yes. I feel like that, like, hairspray really did define my life in Texas. I remember just spray, 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 like a sea. I guess I'm also curious. Yeah. 
when I talk about beauty ideals, who are you looking at as the echelon of beauty? Did you try to look like that person? And yeah. if so, did that ever change? Are you still trying to look like that person? I think once I got out of that time period, when you're a tiny kid and you're basically just doing whatever your parents make you do or whatever, when I became like a teen, a preteen, it was all about YM Magazine. YM Magazine was Bible. It was sacred. It was spiritual. <laughs> Every time it came, I literally like sat down, took a deep breath and like, turned the page and studied every inch. It was just all we had. And so whatever was going on in there, I was all about that. And so it became more about trends and less about Texas and big hair. It was all about Britney for me. My junior year homecoming dance, I literally copied the stronger video hair. And I have crimps. I have little tiny braids. I have curl. I mean, it looks, I look like a chihuahua. No, I look like a I look like a cocker spaniel that they found in a gutter. But I thought I looked cute, you know? I want that hair to come back, actually. Oh, same. I think it is. They're bringing back everything. That and the lucky that, cut, you know, like the, yep. like oh, yeah. the stairwell going down the hair. Yep, yeah. yep. It's happening. I think it's happening. But that was, I would say Britney was my big one. And then later Misha Barton on the OC. That was like. I wanted her cool, easy, California, highlighty look. And I, I, I literally took her Got Milk ad to the hairdresser. Right. When I was 21. And I said, make me look like this. The children don't even know what Got Milk is anymore. They have no clue. The children don't know. The children don't know. And you know what, Kirby? It's our job to right. tell them. Thank God for TikTok. We can get on there and be like, you guys don't even understand yes. what Big Milk, Big Farm was Honey. doing. I had every Got Milk ad at one point on my wall, like a, <laughs> like a mural, because they were just like so good. I'm dying that you were obsessed with Got Milk ads. Yes. Like, and I hate the dairy industry famously. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like famously, you fucking hate it. That is incredible. Uh, I asked that question because I, like, I kind of had my own renaissance around the pandemic. Yeah. Growing up, I had, you know, this is my natural yeah. hair color and I didn't touch my hair. I wanted to look like Britney yeah. Spears. Like again, she was the one, but I didn't want to touch my hair. I remember like very much feeling like, oh, I, I don't want to like change like something inherently about me. Like it was like, it was almost like natural was the way to go mm-hmm. in high school at least. And then when I got to college, I remember like freaking out when I wanted to try highlights and they did them a little too blonde that I wanted them. And I was like, but I don't want to look different. And they're like, then why are you getting highlights? Right. Then obviously I moved to LA and I go like platinum blonde. blonde. Same. Like the blondest I've ever been in my life. (laughs) And when people would be like, oh, I would love to see what you would look like with, you know, brunette hair. I'd be like, absolutely not. No, I could yeah. and eat honey. I live in LA now. Okay. I'm blonde. And even I'm like talking through this. And I think even psychologically, when I was growing up, I thought I had blonde hair when I very much just had like light brown hair. I was a brunette. I was definitely a brunette in like middle school, high school. Like I was not blonde in any sense of the word, but it goes back to this idea of good and bad being blonde and brunette for me. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And I feel like, I don't know if that's like a, a thing that we were was ingrained in us as children, like in the '90s, like if that was a thing, or if it was a Texas thing, I can't figure oh, it out. Oh, interesting, because I have it too. Yeah, 
it, I, this has come up on attribute a bunch. Um, my mother is a brunette. I am a brunette, uh, at my roots. And I've been coloring <laughs> my hair red since I was 13. Um, but my mother is brunette and she would make comments about blonde women. Like she would go that bleach blonde bitch, like stuff like that. And I remember just being a little kid and being like, I like my friend who's blonde. Like, you know, it's like, it is a thing. Like a brunette versus blonde thing. It is a thing. Or it was at the time. I don't right. think it is anymore. But Same. I don't yeah. think that way anymore. But like, I mean, I guess I kind of did. Because like up until 2020, I remember I was like working hard to keep my hair this blonde color and getting highlights. And my hair was fried and it wasn't yeah. growing. And it was just like a whole mess. And then when the pandemic happened, obviously everything ceased. And my hair started to naturally grow and I remember being like, I don't hate my natural hair color. Yeah. And I just, I, I wanted to ask you that question because it made me, I was like, is this like a Texas thing? Williams, if be. you're listening, call in, call yeah, the hotline. Yeah. If you felt this way, if you grew up in the 90s and you felt like there was a division between blondes and brunette and like Well, they what always that meant. do that on television. It was like the, the, yes. the bimbo blonde girl and the smart brunette girl. And it's like so stupid. Or, or even like the virginal, like pure blonde yes. girl and like the mean, yes. trashy, like slutty brunette girl. You know, like when, girl. when Ursula becomes a person right. and she has that like bar, that brown hair. Exactly. And Little Mermaid was my favorite movie. See, now Same. we're getting into my inner psyche. We understand yeah, yeah. now why I felt that. It was all Disney. It Disney was all... is at the root of everything. It, wow. it really is. L- look at us. Look yep. at us figuring out my child psychosis. Well, okay. That's the reason I wanted to have my hair red was because of Ariel. <gasps> oh, look at us. I know. See, it all comes full circle. Ariel and this. Brittany. I mean, I was destined for <laughs> health you... <laughs> <laughs> and wellness. <laughs> you... Are a perfect redhead though. Thank you. It like I can't I can't imagine you not being a redhead. It, I am. Like I consider my I changed it on my license a few years ago. I was like, I'm red. It's Did fine. I'm I'm embracing this. I'm yeah. Redhead. Yeah. Get into it. Okay, what was the last beauty product you purchased? So at this Credo event, I got another bottle of the Exa Beauty Foundation. Are you familiar with Exa? Why e- is that? It's ringing E-X-A. a bell. E-X-A. It's a, like a clean, you know, credo-y brand. Okay. Their foundation, okay. I think it's called the High Fidelity Semi-Satin Foundation. It is stunning. And I had a friend come over and she goes, what did you do to your face? You look gorgeous. Like she was like offended almost. Like, and I was like, it's just this foundation. <laughs> it's just a gorgeous foundation it's not too much coverage it's not too light it covers everything up it leaves that semi-satin finish I think my shade match is just absolutely perfect yep yes and I love it it it's perfect it's like the perfect foundation that I have and I repurchased it which is a big deal for me totally totally because I never rebuy anything because I'm always trying new shit. So I am familiar with this brand, Exa. It's really cute. It's fun. Yes. Like the yes. logo is fun. They have a bunch of other products. I actually haven't used any of their other colored cosmetics, but the foundation is great. And they have a lot of shades. Yeah. They look like they have this really bomb color corrector. High fidelity oh, balancing yes. color corrector. I think I have one of those somewhere. I need to I need to try it. Lash yeah. amplifying mascara. Lip okay. glow. Oh, this is great. Okay, I need to check them out. I'm, I need to go over to that Credo now that it's open. because it's, it's really cute. Fabulous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, yeah. 
Okay, so you're vegan, famously, and you only use cruelty-free products. I would love to know how much easier this has has become over the last maybe few years, even decades. Like, surely there was a time where it was a struggle. Let's walk the people through your vegan, cruelty-free lifestyle. I got married for the first time in 2016, and that's when I got into beauty tutorials, makeup beauty tutorials, and I started watching them, and then... I started Natch Butte in 2017, and the first episode of Natch Butte is me walking through going, you know what, I think I only want to use cruelty-free, because I was doing research and watching a bunch of videos and YouTubes and things, and it was not easy then. I mean, the most fun brands at the time, let's see, MAC, Makeup Forever, L'Oreal, like some of the big, fun, great products. I loved me uh, a flat-out fabulous was my MAC shade, my lipstick, like I... But then I started being like, oh, man. So it was hard at the beginning, definitely. Basically, I had the Chinese Sephora website up. And anything that was sold on that, you knew because mandatory animal testing is required for mainland China. So I was like, okay, anything on this, I can't use. But it was kind of fun, like being a vegan. Like When I shop at the grocery store, it's easy. There's only like four aisles I could go down. So it actually makes it easier, you know? So same with same with the makeup. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. well, I just know I can't use this brand. I can't use that brand. I can't use this brand. But now it's so much easier. I love Ulta. Ulta has on their website a cruelty-free, you can actually search. And only, it eliminates everything that isn't. So it's like so easy. They also have like a sustainable check you can use. Like they, so they can curate something really good for you. Obviously, we have the clean at Sephora check marks. And then there's stores like Credo. And I just know whatever is in there is going to be fine and good. And there's so much. So much. So it's not hard at all now. It's also a lot easier to get, like, cool makeup. That's, like, I think Aether is another, like, uh, the Aether Beauty brand. She makes these absolutely gorgeous palettes that have really high impact. Same with um, your girl Gwen, honey, that give. Those, those friggin'. I or brow pencils are like on point. I was admittedly kind of like, who cares? Like, too. Lo- this is way too late, ma'am. What are we doing here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then I started right, trying right, the products. Right. I'm like, what? Why now? This stuff yeah, is yeah. like legitimately really, really good. The red lips are really good. The lip is incredible. I love the glosses. Yep. Um, but the brow, the brow products are so good. And for them to be quote unquote clean yes. is incredible that, that, that you have such a color payoff and that they're so easy to use. So yeah, there's plenty now. It's not hard at all. Yeah. I, I was just thinking like, I, I love that perspective where it's like at the grocery store, you only have four aisles. Like when you were initially yeah. in 2016, <laughs> trying to figure this out, I know that there were cruelty free influencers, logical harmony was one that I really um, mm-hmm. like kind of looked towards, yep. especially when I was at Pop Sugar trying to figure out, like I didn't even really understand anything about cruelty-free. Like, how do you know? Yeah. And she was really helpful. And I think she's the one that taught me the Chinese Sephora trick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was same. Basically, yeah. like if you look at this site, that's like the equivalent to, you know, Sephora here or whatever. Yes. This, it's like if they're in, if they're available in store, they have to test there. Yes. And so um, I-, I was like, oh, God, this is so crazy. People were up in arms. I, th- I believe it was like 2018. There was like a NARS situation. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, they sold to Shiseido. Yes. And they brought them into mainland China. And I, I, apparently the founder of NARS is a vegan and has always been really animal rights forward. And so people got shook over that. That was a big change. I guess I'm curious your thoughts on like when brands are people will press them like, hey, you're being sold in mainland China. Yeah. Are you cruelty free? Yeah. Because like you technically can't. And I know like laws are evolving. Yes. Like there's a lot of big changes that have happened. Yes. But a lot of times brands will go, we will never test on an animal, but essentially unless necessary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought that was kind of a cop out answer Mm -hmm. because sure, like maybe you guys aren't testing on the animals to like make sure the product works. But it's being tested on animals in order to be sold yes. in a specific place. Like, what are your thoughts when a brand says that? I mean, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with that. Like, a, a brand would lose billions of dollars to not sell to such a big market. But there are lots of brands who say, I'm opting out because I don't believe in this. And I would rather my money go to that brand than a brand who says, we don't test on animals unless it's required by law. Right. That's what they say. Totally. And, totally. you know, we're all trying to pay our bills. And I'm the, the money in China is so vast. And so that's why. And like you said, things are changing. I'm actually not up on it as of today because it changes so often. Right. But there are big changes being made there. But again, it's, it's like the vegan thing and only going down the four aisles of the grocery store. It's like, I don't need that. There's plenty of other options now. I feel like that helps, though, with consumption in a way. Even though yes. there's more options available to cruelty-free advocates, it almost kind of makes it more centralized. So you're like, I don't have to try every single thing that I yes. see or hear about. Yes. Because it kind of weeds out so much already. Yes, exactly. It's like the four aisles of the store. I only go down the four aisles, so I don't buy all that other crap. And same with the makeup and stuff. It, it's fine. And and because we've had all these fun new brands come out, there's plenty to choose from. Go into that Credo store. You're going to be like, what the hell? There's so much in here. Like, there's so many brands. There's so many brands. There's so many beautiful, sustainable, like the, the Oseas of the world. There's so many brands like that. And the gives you don't need that if you don't want it the brand has to be sold in store in mainland china if it's like ships to china that's fine yes there's loopholes a lot of brands have figured out i think like super goop figured out a loophole there's a there's several ways you can actually ship it next door and then like bring it over like there's all these there's all these loopholes that uh, that brands have figured out so basically there's ways to make it happen so you remain cruelty free yes so you don't have to do the the required animal to every personal hygiene personal care product in china and this again might be antiquated they require it to be be tested on animals and then once it's on the shelf it can be randomly chosen at any point so if you sell there you're technically not cruelty free at least you're not to like me and um logical harmony you know the jay kissas of the world remember jay kissa we love love jay kissa listens to the pod i love jay kissa so much she's been on natch a couple times we love we stan her tiktok is now killing it she's going in kind of a new fun direction and it's been really soothing to me personally i'm obsessed with her Uh, yeah all right i need to know if you've had any traumatizing onset beauty debacles 
I'm pretty chill when it comes to, even though I have all these requirements for my personal life in terms of what to put on me, I'm actually a really good patient. And I think that comes from, again, being in pageants and having my mom like pick at me and whatever. So the only one I can think of is I did this wacky job one time where I was sort of like a Siri, like I was in an app and I don't think this ever came out. But I was supposed to be like a pop-up lady who would like talk to you. And it was a motivational app for like fitness or something. I don't know. This was like a random job. And I had to drive like two hours to get there. As I'm driving there, I'm about an hour out of LA. And they call me and they go, hey, our makeup artist bailed. We don't have anyone. And I didn't bring any makeup with me. I wasn't going to turn around and get it. And I was like, okay, well, I need makeup. Like, I, I, I need someone to help me. Like, so then I'm driving. I almost turn around. They call me. They go, okay, we, we think we found someone. I get there and listen, I don't know this lady. She was young. I think she was still in makeup school. I've only, this is the only time in my entire life that I've gone in the bathroom and fixed the makeup from somebody on set. I've never done that, but it was, it was, wow. The brush she used to put the foundation on was the brush you used to put like highlighter on. Like it was not the right. Cause I was just like, Oh girl, no. like, the color was not a match, sweetie. I was looking Oompa Loompa. It was giving oopity doo. I've got another puzzle for you. Okay. It was orange, honey. It didn't match. <laughs> there was a line on the jaw. Like it was so, so bad. And I was just like in the bathroom trying to blend and like smoke out the eye a little bit. Like it was, it was not good, Kirby. It was, it was bad. It is traumatizing when somebody does your makeup and they somehow make you look worse. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like, the point was to make me look yes. better. Better. Yes. Better. I, I, I am the queen of changing makeup. Like my, my, two of my closest friends, Melissa and Katrina, are makeup artists, like working makeup artists. They do amazing, beautiful work on everybody. But like I'll literally, after they finish me, go in the bathroom and be like, oh, I got to curl this lash a little more. I got to add a little. I just do what I got to do. Well, that's because you're a pro. And you know exactly what you want. Like my friend Edwin, who does my makeup for m- almost everything, he knows that I like a very specific lip shade. Yes. Which I feel like I actually got from Los Angeles. <gasps> oh, the Mario technique? Yes, the Mario technique, sweetie. So he just goes here and he hands me the lip pencil and I do it myself now. He knows. But like I, honey, we do the Mario lip shade. I am very specific about my eyes because I have a heavier lid on this mm-hmm. eye. And so I need it to match. Like this eye is open and fawn-like and just gorgeous and like Bambi and doe-eyed. This eye, like I really have to curl the hell out of it and then load up on mascara and do my eyeliner in a certain way so that it mimics. Like it's like Mm -hmm. symmetrical. We need some symmetry, yeah. So if like I can, and I can tell if like someone's working on my eyes and they're not really given the TLC that this eyeball needs, I'm like, I know I'm going to go in the bathroom and have to fix this in some way. Well- that's a makeup artist's job, though, is to assess your features. I, I have one eye that's higher than the other, and it's a constant struggle for me. Yeah, it's so annoying. I hate it. Yeah. Whatever. You see Dr. Sam, right? Yes, love that woman. So I actually, I've talked to her and met her, but I don't, I go to Facile in Pasadena. And, oh! Uh, yeah, and they're great there. But my girl, um, but my girl there, I'm always like, one of my eyebrows is higher, help me. And she goes, you can't chase symmetry. You can't chase symmetry. That's what she's always saying, because I think she knows that, one of my eyes is just higher than the other. There's not much she can do. And I can fill my face full of shit and it's still going to be, you know, you just got to 
Right. You know what? That's actually, I love that she says that because I was laying in bed the other night going, okay, when I see Dr. Sam next, I'm going to like upload a photo and Photoshop it and show her what I hope to look like and see if she can do that and make everything very symmetrical. And she's, I mean, she's such a realist. She would be like, please seek help immediately. But that's what, that's why I like Vasile because I remember after my divorce, I like went to see my friend, my girl Lena actually isn't there anymore. She moved out of LA, but I see Zoshi now. Shout out Zoshi. at Vasile Pesadena. Yeah, she's so, so cute. But I was like, you know, oh, help me with, with this. And, 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 and she goes, I am not touching you for a year. Literally, like, don't even make an appointment. If you do, I'm going to make you leave. And that's so rare in this town is to find somebody who is willing to restrain. Yeah, because they're like, psychologically, I don't want to deal with this because you're never going to be happy. (laughs) So I want to make sure you're going to be. One of my eyes is higher up than the other. And that's just the way it is. Yes. Deal. Deal. Oh, my God. That's me. We both have one eye that's higher up than the other. We are related. I I, I know it. I feel it. I feel it. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> what is a beauty lie that you learned from a magazine as a child? Yeah. Okay. So this is so easy. I read in one of my YMs that if you have a zit, you should put a tiny bit of toothpaste on it and it will burn it off or whatever. So I had a really bad breakout one day. I believe I was a sophomore. And I said, okay. So I loaded up. I put the toothpaste like almost like a face mask on and left it overnight. I woke up burned I was so humiliated I went to school everybody goes I started telling everybody that I went skiing over the weekend now I live in Dallas there's no slopes there's no snow there's no mountains but I was like yeah I have like skin I burned from the snow like I got like a wind burn I mean it was bad that was the worst advice don't put toothpaste on your face never anybody I want to do an investigative report as to who actually started that yeah because somebody started yes, that. Yes. And then it went rampant. Yes. It's almost like the preparation H is a primer. Which I also have heard about. Yeah. I think my yes. mom did that. Yeah. yeah. I need to know who started this because working in publishing now, I feel like it was an, a journalist of some sort going, okay, we need like an yes. innovative, easy at home hack. Yes. Like, is there something that we can, that you could just make up that, you know, would help? And then someone's like, well, doesn't toothpaste contain like baking soda or something that could help with like taking down inflammation or whatever. And then not understanding that there's literally like mint. Oh, yeah. And menthol and, this and was, all kinds this of other was crap. Again, like the early 2000s, you know, that toothpaste had all kinds of crazy shit in it. Just right. Not it good insane. for you. Yeah. All right, Jackie, I hid these questions from you. <gasps> oh it's speed God. round time. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. Imagine like game show music. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. okay. Jackie, what is your favorite Texan delicacy? Oh, man. I don't eat anything anymore. If I did, it would be Taco Cabana queso, baby. Taco Cabana. I would pay good money to have one here in Los Angeles. Yes. I used to get hammered and like dip my tortillas in that queso and shove them in my mouth. Oh, man. They don't make yep. good tortillas like that here no no at home state the only place yes home state texans that pilgrimaged from like the state to california would actually be very very rich if we could get our chains from like if we had an heb here mm-hmm. whataburger a whataburger we need a sonic closer like what is wrong with this place 
honey, we need a Sonic. The nearest one is in Duarte. I have gone. Oh, same. Yeah. I like, I have forced Patrick to take me. I'm like, I yeah. need a Sonic, like strawberry limeade, extra strawberries. I need a diet limeade, cherry limeade right now. Oh, God. I know. Damn. Now I want to make a trip to Texas. Who is a comedian you admire? I'm going to say Amy Poehler. The mother. The mother. 100%. Yeah. I just love her. But she is the mother. She like, can do no she, wrong. Uh, my theater, you know, she is like the founding woman of the theater. So she's the mother. Mother. Did you see her movie Moxie? No. She had a, sh- a movie come out during the pandemic. And I think that's honestly why it didn't get enough praise. But it was called Moxie. It was essentially like Mean Girls, oh. but for a new age. And I loved it. I fucking loved this okay, movie. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I did watch Barb and Star, which was incredible. I would say Kristen Wiig is second to Mother. She's fabulous. Yeah. But watch Moxie. Yeah. It is <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm if writing you're, it. If down. you're in if you love a clueless, like mean girl situation, that that is Moxie. It's so great. And Amy's in it. She plays the mom. Oh yes, honey. Okay. What oh, she it? directed it. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's hers. Honey. So what is a show you would appear on No Questions Asked? White Lotus. Oh, God. You would be incredible. Thailand. They're going to Thailand. Call me. Yes. Call me, honey. Mike White. Who do you, who would, who would your dream casting be for White Lotus oh season three? Oh, my God. Three? Oh, God. Pick three people new and one returning cast member. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I would pick my Maya Rudolph. I mean, come on. I'm gonna say Aaron Taylor Johnson just because he's fine and he's a Johnson like us, so we have to keep it. You know, yes. he's kind yes. of the he's kind of the dark horse choice because he's such an incredible actor, but he's like so weird. So I would love right. to see like what they offer him. Totally. I'm gonna go Idris Alba. Why not? Okay. Okay, and then returning. Oh, oh, um, what's her name? Um, 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 the really gorgeous one from the season one with the big blue eyes. What's her name? Alexan- Alexandra Daddario. Yes, Alexandra Daddario. Yes. I want to look at her. She's so hot. I, I, It's like, it's troubling, honestly. I think that it makes sense that she would return. I was thinking her. I was thinking either, mm-hmm. I would love to see Megan Fahey's character, like, yes. what's going on? Yep, yep, yep. Is she a little bit more nefarious than we even thought? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think Alexandra makes sense because clearly she ended things and her fiance or her like new husband murdered Armand. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 So for me, spoiler alert, personally, <laughs> I, yeah. Like if y'all haven't seen it at this point, like get a grip. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I think either one of those two would be really interesting for me. I think it would be so meta to have Gwyneth Paltrow on White Lotus. Yep. 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 I would eat it up. I would be mm-hmm. I would be so into it. I also think Angela Bassett could be really really great on a White Lotus. Yep, yep, yep. Her skin, get out of here! I can't. like she's just like a really extremely rich bitch, and she's yes calling the shots in some way. And Selma Hayek. So, I just want like a brood of hot veteran actresses. Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. girls trip to Thailand for a spiritual yes. journey. Yep, it's happening. We're we're manifesting. And like, there's this. a cat fight. Like, it's like Gwyneth, Angela, Selma. Can Maya Rudolph come? Because I yes, just Maya, yeah, yeah. Maya, yeah, yeah. 100%. Glenn Powell to be involved. Mm-hmm. 
And then Aaron Taylor Johnson and I can be the waiters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like y'all are scamming them yes. at this resort in some way. You'd be a great scammer. A great one. Oh my God. I would love On to camera. be a scammer. Oh my God. Call me, Mike. Who is your favorite cruelty-free brand? I've already brought up Aether a bunch, but I would say probably Aether Beauty. Because they have like a whole offering that you really like. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And then finally, what is one must-have you think every mom should have? And it doesn't have to be beauty-related. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Good child care. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think the Do Skin Forever Eye Masks was such a genius product. We waste so much packaging and, you know, on under eye masks because they really do work and they really do make you feel and look refreshed. I really like the Wander Beauty baggage Same. claim. Love them. They're they're incredible. But then I'm like, honey, get you some gel. I use the um Good Molecule Yerma Mate eye gel and I use my Do Skin Forever eye mask and you put those on while you're nursing, while you're making breakfast, whatever. And then you take them off and it's like, oh, look how... It helped. It really, really totally. helped. So that's a product that anybody, I mean, my husband uses them. Like anybody, but especially mommies. Mommies, mommies trying to feel good, you know? We are do stands uh, on this podcast. Yes. So that is an yes. excellent, excellent choice. I haven't used her product lines, but I trust Charlotte with my life. Truly, this moisturizer. Yeah. I want it. I want it. I want it. Of the heavens, truly. Like, yeah. I mean, Kirby has it sitting next to her desk at yes. all times. It's like, it must be within arms I'm reach. obsessed. Their, their yeah. eye serum that they made, I, th- yeah. I think is so smart. It really is like a serum consistency. And some people were like, I feel like it's making my eyes more dry. And they're like, this brand is just so great with education because they're like, Mm-hmm. You need to put this on and then either put like the forever eye mask on top of it to like seal it yeah. in or you need to put a more occlusive product on top because the whole point is that it's a serum and it's supposed it's like right. a humectant. So like you need to have something that's going to seal in that moisture. Seal it in. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just I think that everything their price transparency this pro I will say this about this product. And I don't think you probably have this problem because I saw on the Exa foundation it has mm-hmm. um like a form of coconut oil in it. Oh. I know some people, like, I sing this this moisturizer's praises, and I know two yeah. beauty editors that are like, I cannot use this product because it, it includes a derivative of coconut oil. Oh, and that can make some people break yes. out? Um, it's yeah. the... Hold on, I just want to make sure I have that term. Honey, she's an ingredient queen, and we stand. Okay, I, I love... Okay, here, what is it? Yeah, it's the... um. It's the coconut alkanes. So it's like, you know, coconut oil, I have since learned, is not bad in, in skin. I, re, I used to be like so anti-coconut oil, Jackie. I was like, it's comedogenic. It's going to ruin your skin. Yeah, same. I've read, I've had such such conflicting reports. Yeah. But like when you're making a beauty product like this, like formulation matters. And there's like different forms of coconut oil that can be utilized for different reasons, like as an emulsifier or whatever. So, but this does contain coconut alkanes, I believe. And I remember like being shocked and appalled that this was just not like a universally accepted skincare product. So just PSA for anyone listening. Um, I got to get me some of that because 
I just like the package too. Like the metal tube seems really satisfying. Jackie, I love you. You're so fun. Please come back. It was my absolute honor to be here, to be interviewed by the the queen of interviewers and also <laughs> to fill in for Miss Sarah. We love, we send you support. I have a little buddy too. She's killing it. I, I honestly don't know how anyone has two children after having one, but I, I respect it. I don't either. And yeah. she also has a full-time job and she does this podcast. I do I not understand it. I don't either. She's a saint living she's on this a, earth. She's a legend. Totally. Sarah, yeah. we love you. And we she's you. so pretty. Like, I know. I know. I tell her every day. When I met her in person, I mean, I knew she was really pretty from all our pictures, but when I saw her in person, I was like, oh, so you're also gorgeous? Like stunning. Yeah, like the skin is on point. Like I'm like, okay, I get, I see you, I see you over here. Just a beautiful specimen yes, of a human she's being. She's so nice, and she's so nice. I know, I know, and I get to work with her. It's truly a blessing. Are you watching Love Is Blind? Yes. Okay, we'll talk after. Okay. Because I, this is the most unhinged season yet. No, these people are, Irina. The singing, the singing. Okay, the singing first and foremost, but Irina yeah. no. and Micah. Micah. No. They need to be humbled real quick. I, I, Someone humble them, please. I'm like, did you forget the cameras are here? Like, right. are you not seeing how this is going to play out, sweetie? This is season four. Okay, so that's a PSA. Watch Love is Blind. Jackie, where can everybody find you? I'm pretty chill these days. But if you want to see my Instagram, Jackie Michelle Johnson, you can go back and listen to Natch Butte. It's there. There's lots Binge. of episodes. I have a Patreon where I posted my new podcast pilot. Um, I'll reveal the name of it. Jackie's Hole. <laughs> That's my new show that I'm shopping currently. So if you're interested in hearing slash seeing that pilot, you can pay for it on my Patreon. It's five bucks. Oh, for I'll the do month. that. And, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll send you the link. <laughs> you know how to pay. Um, but yeah, it's a different show, though. Not a beauty show. It's a full-blown comedy musical review. And uh, so that's what's going on with me. And I have a one-woman show that is will be out soon um, in L.A. So every, it's called How to Get a Second Husband. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes for the Jackster. So everybody stay posted. The Jackster stays busy. We love it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.